Put yeah, it, it may ask you for your consent. That's good. We love consent. Consent yes. is great. We we do love consent here. On that note, howdy everybody. Welcome to Hardly Knower. My name is Professor Turtle Pig. I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts as always, Slurp Torp and Celestia. How are you two doing? There's the thumbs up, you fucking bastards. Perfect. Excellent. Um, cool. And we are actually joined by uh, a lovely guest of ours today. We got Esco with us here. Hi, Esco. Hi. How you doing, guys? Doing good, doing well, doing good well. To it's have uh, you. Yeah, it's super cool to have you. I know that you've you've been a uh, av avid listener of a lot of the episodes because you you definitely quote uh, them at us in our stream sometimes. So that's <laughs> super fun. Hell yeah! Favorite episode? Go. Oh man, there's so many. Um, I'm kind of torn between like uh, Sprinklesaurus and and Fizzy. Mm. Both of them were great. Yeah, solid. Both solid good episodes. Choices, good choices. Good choices. Yep, yep, good shit, good shit. Um, cool. Uh, what was last week? We talked with last week was Steamboat, right? Was that yeah. last yes. week? Yes. Okay, we cool. Deal. Consent. Consent. Yes. Mm, yes, yes. Um, and there was actually uh, uh something that came up in um the uh, the, the the Discord about that actually. Um, Alexis was mentioning that um the important thing about consensual non-consent, so the CNC, the 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 simulated force play and stuff like that, is that generally there not generally is there is still a a a hardline safe word with that. Um, because generally even like outside of CNC, um the the dom uh, will still stop in an instance where something you know it seems troubling they're crying they're hyperventilating you know something like that um but the uh in cnc uh all of the other things are fine keep going until the safe word is used so that is an important Correct. um distinction Correct. that we wanted to make because i don't remember exactly how it was worded but i think it was probably unclear so so there we go that's just a little correction corner for us to start off here uh but otherwise i think people enjoyed that that episode so that's good um cool hot dicks so escal um i know that uh you uh wanted to discuss uh something that uh i personally have no experience in but uh I have been in close proximity to considering my location but uh what what, what is it that you wanted to discuss today so um uh one of the hardest things that that has um i don't know happened to me or that i've lived since i moved to the united states is is just being mexican mm. and um it's like it, it's crazy that i even have to make that distinction you know like sure like, uh, um but yeah like just the fact that like people they look at me they see i'm brown immediately they're like you're mexican i do happen to be mexican but a lot of people assume Right. I'm sure right. you get that a lot. Oh, I've gotten Mexican plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, man, I mean, like there's there's so much there's so much to unpack here. And and, and like you mentioned before we started recording, this is uh, very much, uh, you know, you know, close uh, tied into whenever we talked about like Asian masculinity and just mm -hmm. like the world of relationships and dating and just whatever being um, being a brown person, essentially. Yeah. Um, that being said, the realms of masculinity are, are are different for Asian dudes and for for Mexican dudes. I assume I don't really know a whole lot about that world, other than like my limited uh, engagement from like a a very highly hi uh, Hispanic high school, right? So, yeah. what can you I guess like share from from your perspective, right? 
so so being Mexican or being Hispanic, right? Because there's a lot of people who are, who are not Mexican who fit in sure. under this umbrella. But uh, being Hispanic has actually changed. Like when I was growing up when I, in the 90s, um, the stereotype of the Mexican was like the lazy guy who was sleeping under the cactus. And I don't know if you guys huh. are old enough to even like remember that. But like you'd see a little dude um, in like uh, what's called a sarape or it's, you know, like um, like the traditional like um, uh, poncho. Like, yes, but um, a, what you consider a poncho is for rain. Right. But a sarape mm. is just it's like the traditional dress, like hole in the neck, no sleeves, just laying right. over. Right. Um, an actual poncho or it's actually a poncho, uh, P-O-N, not P-A-N. Right. But a poncho it actually has sleeves in it and it's like considered for rain. Mm, but anyway, okay. like the the stereotype is that they'd be using, you know, this and then a big old hat and they'd be sleeping under a cactus or something in the desert. Huh. And uh, we yeah, we were just considered lazy for, for years, right? And which um cognitive dissonance. At the same time that we were considered lazy, we were known as some of the hardest workers. Sure. That was the stereotype that I remember was like like the like the like laborer. Yeah, you know, like was was always kind of the assumption, right? Yeah, but in in the nineties, eighties and nineties, that's that's what we were was the lazy ones. Right. Mm. And uh and it it just didn't make sense because you're at a construction site or you were um at the time in the United States, construction was actually dominated by black um, or African Americans, mm-hmm. but um, uh, Mexicans started to to come in, and and everybody knew both African Americans and Mexicans as being extremely hardworking, which is just you know not <laughs> sure. It's not the same anymore. But it, yeah, so um, um, it's obviously we our image changed somewhere around 2009 2010 whenever the um the cartel wars uh kicked off mm, and okay. they started spilling into uh united states and so that's when we went from being lazy to being murderers and rapists gotcha and whatnot right all that so yeah huh okay now i uh, sorry i don't i don't want to i don't want to monopolize on questions so you guys have any immediate questions to that uh, yeah, actually, I do. So um, obviously, you were dating before before that had happened, and then after. So how did how did just like your dating life and, and things like that change when when everything kind of like flipped? Uh, so at at that time when, when during the flip, I was already in a long term relationship. Um, I mean, that was probably the worst relationship I've ever been in, but it, it lasted for quite some time. And so it wasn't at like during the flip, it wasn't like so noticeable but after i got out of that relationship um and then you know it was it was a lot harder especially with white women which in texas is like what you get paired with and that's that's what's around ain't it true brother yeah what's that's just what's there right oh yeah we've seen this yeah so like um it's it's hard to find a hispanic at my age that's either not already married or not like if they're my age or or even like in their 30s and they're not going to be married they're focused on career so it's really hard to find a a hispanic to date so you end up 
um, we, we're also fetishized by, by white women as like mm. you know, tall, dark and handsome or whatever. Sure. Right. But then once we start getting into the relationships, like the misconceptions about our culture are just like insane. And well, hold ruining. on. What do you mean? Like what, what all, what all is there? Cause again, not something that we experience. Right. So, so, um, I mean, I, I don't want to generalize, but in Mexico, the average um, student is a lot higher level than the American student. Right. So, um, well, yeah, even, our education system is shit. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> public education over there is, is pretty lacking. But mm. uh, one thing, what's really weird is that uh, you are only required to go to school. Well, they might have changed that. But when I was growing up, you only were required to go to school till sixth grade. That's like huh. forced, right? After sixth grade, you make the choice. But everybody understands that if you don't have college, or at least high school, you can't get a job. Sure. Right. But because of that, they're like um, limited um, places in the in the schools that have like the the better courses. Mm. So like one um, one school in an area will have like math, science, technology, and another one will have like literature and philosophy and whatnot. Right. And so if you want to get into that math, science, technology school, there are limited spots. Right. So you have to fight for them. And so uh, the difference between education here and education there is at any point, if you're acting up, they're like, there's a door, get out. Damn. You know, and over here, they're like, oh, don't leave, like, come back, you know? <laughs> sure. Right, yeah, right. We need you to graduate, you know? And uh, so the moment they, they kick you out of the door now, like, that's the end of your education, right? Mm. So what are you going to do as like with an eighth grade, you know, education? You're going to bag some groceries. Sure. You know, maybe like work in a field or something. Mm -hmm. So um, it's really even hard to get like apprenticeships, like plumbing and masonry and stuff like that. If you don't at least have like basic math, which you would get in high school. Sure. You know, so, so yeah, it's um, people, people work harder. Um, they don't take as much. Um, like they don't allow you to have as much slack whenever you're in school. Mm -hmm. okay. And so in general, that forces you to have a higher, um, like a higher level of edu education in the country. Sure. Um, I mean, not saying that there's not people who just like, you know, bought their way through it, or they just cheated their way through it, obviously, right. That's but in general, right? the level yeah. of education is higher. And so um, a lot of us know English, even if it's like bad English, we at least know English. Sure. And, um, you know, geography is big. Um, social studies of all sorts, like you have to understand economics, you have to understand uh, politics, you know, to graduate. Mm -hmm. And then like um, uh, calculus is actually a requirement to graduate in Mexico. Damn. Okay. So uh, uh, just in general, when you graduate, you're more prepared. For sure. Yeah, it seems like it. Well, and that's interesting, too, just because, like, I mean, I know for sure, like, stereotypes, you know, at the high school that I went to, people definitely did not think that, you know, the Hispanic kids were very intelligent. Like, that was that was the assumption generally, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's very true here in the United States, right? Mm. Uh, is because, like, here in the United States, the uh, Hispanic population is marginalized, and mm. so they don't have the opportunities to go to school, right? Unfortunately, right. a lot of them actually have to go to work, you know, uh, to, mm -hmm. to help pay the bills. So they'll do like Saturday, Sunday work at their their uh, parents' job or whatever at the construction yard or whatever, you know, so they don't have that extra time to like, you know, get in a little bit of study or just even relax before a test or whatever. They're, you know, busting their butts or whatnot. So it is 
um, it's not wrong that a lot of them are not as prepared. It's not that sure. they're not intelligent, right? It's just they're right. just not prepared because they don't have the opportunities that other people have. Yeah, I mean, if you chop the legs out from under them and then yeah. fucking like <laughs> test how fast they run in a race, you're fucked, right? Yeah. So yeah, and then they get the the lower quality teachers as well because nobody wants to teach at their schools. Sure, you know? absolutely. I mean, there are some schools where essentially a lot of the um, I don't know what to call it, but uh, like uh, undesirables, ESLs and kids with disabilities and stuff like they funnel them to like a specific school in a district mm -hmm. um, so that a lot of the other schools can kind of maintain and keep the averages higher and stuff like that. So that like yeah. the test scores are higher, they get more funding, all that kind of stuff. If they funnel all the other folks that would bring the averages down or whatever, then, uh, you know, that school suffers, but the rest of them prosper kind of thing. Right. And that's not uncommon in a lot of districts. So. There's actually a really good podcast if you want to follow up on that exact line. Mm. Um, it's by New York Times. It's called um, Nice White Parents. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, I, I recommend it, right? It, it just really opens your eyes to like how white people like really manipulate um, the education system. And sure. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a little sickening when you when you get like really deep into it. Yeah, and, I bet. And how just like the white parents are just like, oh, whatever. This that's how life is, you know. Right. It's a but, very um, I'm a get mine mentality. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, because I mean, I c comparatively to the other schools in our in our district, um, I would say that our school was probably the closest thing to like the funnel school in our area. Are and you so, talking high school? Yes, our high school. Yes. Yeah. I would, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would I would say so compared to the other schools in our district, for sure. So uh, we had a larger population of, of just generally not white people um, and then also way, way larger. Uh, I feel like a like disability class than any of the other high schools that I knew because I had friends in other schools and they weren't like that. So, yeah, it's it's weird and it's fucked up. So it's it sucks for the system to play to, to, to play you and then judge yeah. you on it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. They, they put you in like the the um a place where you have the least amount of ability to succeed and then they're like why didn't you succeed <laughs> and yeah and then shit on you for not succeeding <laughs> yeah. jesus yeah. christ but uh just to return this back to the relationship part uh the reason sure. it's it's actually important is because um our education just tends to be higher in general and so um i find that like partners they get a little intimidated when they feel like mm. they're going to be the smarter of the two and then they get me you know like sure you know like that's the escalpedia as we call you sometimes <laughs> yeah because you just have this ridiculous amount of knowledge on hand but yeah. yeah and so um unfortunately it's also um i don't know if it's because of the um, uh the minority situation or or is it's like some trait that i have but i tend to attract women who have like self-esteem issues hmm okay and then me um, with my never ending facts tend to like give them, you know, make them feel that self-esteem like, like, oh, you're attacking me, right? Bro, and we got to hit up trivia together. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> win some, uh, win some uh, bar bucks. Yeah, yeah, Slurp is actually super big on, well, your, your whole friend group is big on that kind we, of they, stuff. We do right? some trivia from time to time. You do some trivia. You do. Some, no, I don't yeah. do trivia, but yeah. So right, you go to a place, you drink on a weekday, you uh, get rewarded monetarily for knowing facts. I do that on stream. That's what I. 
I, I drink. Yeah. People give me money for knowing things about drawing. That's nice. It's good. It's a good situation. Um, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I'm not good with like um social stuff or like sports. You know. Hey, it's okay. We got a sports guy. They have like history. They have like uh, vocabulary. They have a whole a whole kinds of different uh, topics they they cover. There you go. Hot dicks. Perfect. I'm glad that you're using our podcast as an opportunity to recruit people into your trivia group. <laughs> well, wait till the end of the episode where I try to recruit for my other podcast. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Uh, I've never been invited to trivia. <laughs> Ooh! Damn. Zell, come down to Dallas and you can do trivia. I don't want any trivia with you anymore. <laughs> Oh, good shit. He'll if, bring Vin Diesel, though. Yeah, if ever... <laughs> Vin, if you're listening, yeah. Vin, if you're listening, please come do trivia in Dallas with me. I'm going to laugh if he shows up, too. Oh, my God, that'd be the best. That'd be I the would best. It would make saw. your life. It yeah. Would, what would it make, make it even funnier is if he met you at the park. Yeah, <laughs> with the shirt. He'll have he'll have a hardly dollar shirt on. Hell yeah, Sharpie ready to go. That's not out yet. Yeah, that I'll have my uh, Fast and Furious T-shirt. He can sign that. Perfect. You guys will sign each other's shirts and then go do trivia together. Yeah, and then put rods up your penises. So that'll be great. Honestly, if the previous two things happened and he pitched it, I would have a hard time saying no. <laughs> Good, good. <laughs> Holy shit! Where did where did we go from this? Well, hold on. What is what are we talking? <laughs> that's that's our show. That's what we do. Yeah, we were talking about relationships. We're we're talking about being right. knowledgeable and about yes. by uh, yes. other individuals being insecure, especially uh, by someone that's knowledgeable about this or that uh, intelligence sure. in general. And then Got and it. then we went into that's where we went to trivia and then just got yeah, it. Into that's what I found my way to weasel yeah. in with a tangent. <laughs> So, okay, so so I guess stereotypically they expect not as intelligent is 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 and and then turns out oh hey educated right. it, I it, you know. so yeah maybe someone so, that more they can control or that like they're gonna know more so they're gonna have a sure a step up in the relationship maybe and it yeah like turns like out to maybe be like like maybe like a you know this is gonna be a hardworking dude but then I'll be able to control all the rest of the aspects. But oh no, he knows math. English, not the English. Yeah, holy shit! You should you should hear how many people say like like oh you have amazing English. Oh my god, I fucking hate that shit. It's the worst backhanded compliment. What so what what people don't know about me is actually I'm an American citizen that was born in Mexico, but I was raised there for 18 years. So you know, right? I I considered myself more Mexican than American for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of torn because I've lived here longer than I lived there. And I'm sure it hit me the, the other day and I was like, man, like, can I really, can I really consider myself more Mexican than American now? Hey, consider I, whatever you want, mate. Yeah. yeah I'm not I don't, I don't know if there's the a hard and fast rule on it. You yeah, know, I'm not going to drop the Mexican, but then I'm like, you know, I've lost, lost touch with a lot of stuff from back sure. Then. Yeah, I mean, just time away from a place is going to do that in general, yeah. right? So, um, all right, this is this is a small question. Um, how many times did you get people speaking slowly and loudly at you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost count a long time ago. 
It's the worst. Yes. It's the worst. Yes. Especially when your English is better than theirs. And you're like, you fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I wanted to be a writer when I was in high school. So I took a lot of grammar and spelling. And sure. We studied a lot of like English, British, Norse, you know, um, literature. Mm -hmm. um, we did French in French and in English. Jesus. So, oh, man. That's right. You're, you're, you speak French as well, right? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, yeah. That's kind of smart as shit. Um, okay. So relationships weird and rocky because of like uh, incorrect expectations yeah. on their side, right? Like like purely based, you know, on 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 stereotypes. I would imagine. Yeah. Um. Like like you were saying about being Asian, right? Like they're like, oh yeah, I just I want a guy who's like into anime and you know, <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> what you don't have the new BTS record? Oh my god, you bastard! You fake Asian. <laughs> you fasian. Um. Yeah. So. What's the Ooh. white people equivalent of that? What am I expected to what like? A fake big... white? What do you? Oh, yeah. you're expected to like The Office. Yeah, um, I don't care for tacos. It. I, I yeah, mean, I do like tacos. The office tacos, hiking, yeah. and sushi. I do sushi. hang out at parks. Really got to be in the mood for sushi, and I love that the food options are totally uh, uh, yeah. not white choices because you're colonials. <laughs> Yeah. Um, ah. So, so what you consider tacos are definitely, definitely not like, tacos. Oh yeah. no, yeah. they're definitely not. Hey, tacos. I at least yeah. know to go to the gas station to get the good tacos. Okay. <laughs> I, I can point you in a few directions, actually, in that area. Um, yeah, to be, we don't have to go through it now, but like, yeah. definitely DM me some good taco joints. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I lived there for for fifteen years. I actually, it's reason that I moved down this way. His uh yeah his his recommendations are lost on me since I just eat grass so it's yeah. not really useful but yeah. yeah I was I was trying to think I was like is there like a vegan Mexican place but they, they don't fucking have isn't it. yeah well, there, right, there, there might go, be oh, one now but Escalf, what, shout out one Dallas area taqueria that you want to like Dave drop uh well so it's not a taqueria but it's and it's actually a Tex-Mex but they have the like they slip in under menu mm. and it's actually called Lupus Tex-Mex okay you can find one in Bedford. Richland Hills in Arlington. Oh man, you're making me all travel. the locations. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> I, I worked at all three. So, oh, oh all right. Well, there you go. Yeah, there it is. So I, I can I can 100% vouch for the food, right? Like, sure. It's one of the few places, food places that I worked and ate there every day, and that's saying something, right? Sure, that is saying something. <laughs> yeah. Hot damn. Yeah. All right. Trying to think of any other like specific questions around this. Hit us uh, with that name one more time, just in case these these uh, perverts listening need to jot it down. Yeah, it's called Lupus Tex Mex. Oh, Lupus yeah. Tex Mex, baby. Yeah. Perfect. And then hit that back fifteen seconds a few times to get them locations one more time. Great. <laughs> um. So. When it comes to when when it when it comes to dating and relationships, like whenever it, it what is it like whenever you're um i i don't know if you have dated um another like mexican lady or not oh yeah, yeah. um okay yeah so i guess like 
are there tr like troubles in 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 that instance with um being here in the states and dating and dating a mexican woman or is it is it is it a different kind of situation um just because like what we you know like what i was we were saying in the asian episode like there's 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 difficulties because of you know how all that works so what so what's it like i guess on on your side so um dating mexicans here is is pretty hard um the the mexicans that i find here and it it's just my luck right because they are um there are a lot of um, Mexican nationals who are um, well educated and and in high stations, right? But sure. um, the ones that I got um, that I had available to me, like around around me at any given time, they were unfortunately uh, people who would uh, have come over illegally and somehow gotten their papers, or mm -hmm. you know they were still illegal at the time, and uh, they um, they you know came at a young age being illegal they probably never went to school here sure. and so it was they were uh, a little uneducated and um I'm, you know nothing against them but i just i just really enjoy being able to talk about high level stuff with my partner right sure and uh i did actually end up dating uh, a mexican woman mm -hmm. uh but she lives in monterrey and uh that was really difficult i mean it's only six hours right but you have border <laughs> That's crossing. only six hours is is, is yeah. still a yeah. lot. Yeah, you have a border crossing. Yeah, uh, sure. our schedules didn't match. You know, like it was it was uh it was difficult. We made it work for a little while, but we decided, you know, um, she's she went back to college, and so we decided let her finish college, and then we'll see if it's you know still viable then or whatever. Sure, but yeah, it was um it was uh it's it's definitely a lot different. Uh, dating someone from Mexico than it is a Mexican American here in the United States, mm -hmm. and it's yeah, in, like even if if they never experienced Mexico, like the culture is very different. Mm. It's it's more of an American well, culture, uh, like a Mexican American versus a Mexican yeah. national. Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. If they've never actually experienced Mexico, you know, there's Mexican Americans who do go back all the time because they're they're you know third generation, second generation, sure. and they go see the family or whatever. And so they do um, have that Mexican culture, but uh, it's it's very different. Like I I don't think I don't think the majority of Mexican Americans who've never gone really know what it's like over there. And that I mean that's fine, right? That's they're well, yeah, they're starting their own yeah. different culture at this point, right? Yeah, but yeah, can, no, totally, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's it's just very different, and 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 I think it's very different because of the stereotypes that Americans do have about what Mexico is, you know. Um, and to be fair, uh, the Mexican, um, like people in Mexico, did have some weird stereotypes about native people in Mexico. Oh, see, now I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious about that too. Actually, is about like like insular racism as well right yeah. because that's absolutely a thing right and of course like it, being being mexican um you there's still like the color difference between mm -hmm. you know the white mexicans the mestizos the, and, the, yeah, and, the, and otherwise yeah the brown spaniards and then the indian blood right there's mm. it's a it's there's a very, several yeah. yeah and so like uh the white people are always i mean it it's crazy like if you have lighter skin People will actually call you widow, which means blonde, right? oh. just because your skin is lighter. They, and it it is like the implication is that you are at a higher standing than they are. Oh, so I, I, 
it is racism, but sure. at the core, it's actually classism. Because if mm. you're, if you, whether you're dark or not, if you manage to raise yourself through those classes, you can still be with like the lighter skinned people. Mm. It just happens to be just like everywhere else that the lighter skinned people have, you know, forged them. Yeah, if I recall correctly, uh, Turtle, you mentioned something about the exact same thing, correct? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's a it's a it's a similar thing in the Philippines where there's absolutely kind of like a it's not a caste system, but it's almost like an unwritten caste system where people try and like fudge it too with like, you know, like light, light, skin lightening lotions and soaps and shit like that, which is really fucking weird to me. But I yeah, mean, like at least they don't do that in Mexico. Yeah, but yeah, over still... here, all the all the whites are trying to get tan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It's funny. <laughs> What's how, up how, with how, that? Yeah flip-flopped it is yeah yeah with the tan but they'll immediately tell you that they're white they're like i'm not i'm not i'm not brown i just oh I yeah suntan <laughs> yeah i just i just tan well yeah yeah oh 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 i hate that <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah. yeah that's wild and is there um because because i've noticed this you know in, in in my culture so i i assume that there's something similar is there any level of prejudice by mexican nationals towards mexican americans yes yes um it is it's a big fight between the mexican americans and the mexican nationals it's it, it what, it's what are the I, I guess like what are the I, I don't know what are the assumptions from each side and and or or you know like anything like that like what what is the beef over like what's it about i guess so um so the beef is basically that uh the mexican americans are claiming to be pure-blooded Mexican, but they don't know anything about the culture or about, mm. you know, and and I don't, I understand to to a point, right? Like, if you're gonna claim that you're something, do a little research, you know, like sure, because be proud of it, right? You're like, yeah. hey, I, I'm I'm a Mexican. Well, what does it mean to be Mexican? Well, let me do some research, you know, like right. like oh, I'm you know I'm Filipino. Well, what does it mean to be Filipino? Sure, you know? like what kind of foods do we have? What kind of history? You know, culture. Mm -hmm um you know any kind of special events stuff like that right right but um that's that's the big beef between mexicans and mexican americans is that they'll go around saying like oh yeah we're mexican and then like they'll say stuff that has nothing to do with mexico sure you know? or um they'll be racist against mexicans <laughs> like, it, and it's 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 crazy it's crazy to me like there's people here in san antonio that mm -hmm. will immediately throw a mexican under the bus and I'm like, do you realize that you perpetuating these stereotypes is just making it worse for you? Right. You know, like, like, do you really think that the white people see a difference between yeah. us and, and you guys? You <laughs> yeah, know? Like, exactly. They don't no, give a like, shit. What and then, <laughs> you're, you're just the Mexican in general. Like, that's, that's yeah. what they see. They see just Mexican. They don't have that delineation, right? So. And so the more, the more you throw us under the bus, you know, like, oh, these Mexicans, they're, you know, and they, they find whatever um whatever they can to like um make fun of us with and they give that to other people right and then you know i'm like if, when they get rid of us they're just gonna go straight after you you know like, yeah I, you're I next yeah. yeah why would you do this like yeah you're fucking yourself <laughs> over yeah yeah but that's that's the fight is um you know they're considered traitors just jesus just yeah. because they they give up mexican americans are considered traitors because they refuse to learn uh the culture right interesting okay. and uh um and i'm you know obviously it's not everybody and it's probably sure like 
both sides that are like making stuff up about the other side but it's mm-hmm. it's one of those wars that's been going on for for a while and it's it's exactly the same classism right like the mm. mexican americans feel like they're a step above the actual mexicans because they are here. in america yeah sure you know and uh i don't know we we should just look out for each other because yeah there's so so much so much going on like, like that that is against us that we just need to you know Ex- everyone else is trying to fuck you over why <laughs> why fuck each other over like that's so confusing to me i don't i mean like i know that humans in general find reasons to like like separate ourselves that's just a thing that people do but it like god damn it like you think we could try and and fucking overcome it especially when there's other forces acting against us right so yeah i think it kind of goes back to what i pitched or mentioned earlier is like i'm gonna get mine mentality of sure whoever i have to step over to secure position yeah. I believe right it's like a shared and, attitude that a lot of folk may have and the upper class in mexico have that exact mentality right like they're like mm-hmm. hey i i got mine uh you'll get yours you know screw sure you. But so it's, um, a, it's a human nature thing. But anybody else, right? We've we've been also in Mexico pushed around so much, you know, by the government, by the rich, by the corporations, by whatever, right? That um, in general, Mexicans are very giving amongst each other, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like um, I I know many many people who have nothing, but they would give the shirt off their back to make sure that you, you weren't cold. Sure. You know? Um, I've been in, in houses where, you know, like I, I was go- walking by and they're like, Hey, come in, come in, have a coffee or whatever. And then we, we talked long enough to where it was dinner time. And I know mm-hmm. they don't have money for food, but they won't let you get up. You know, they, they won't be like, no, sure. no, no. And the, they'll split off of their plates to make a plate for you. Right. And I'm like, this, this is, this is horrible, right? Like you barely have enough to eat and now you're right. like, you know, but that's that's the hospitality. It's like, hey, I'm you are so important to me that I'm willing to give you food. You know, my own from energy. my cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that's that's something I love about um, the Mexican culture, and uh, just as as um, you know, the the uh, capitalism is taking over. Like you see that disappearing as well. Right. Do you find so we were kind of talking about like this divide, I suppose, right, between like national and Mexican American. So do you find that there's ever oh not ever, I'm sure there are ever, but I mean like people that like date across like those lines as well. Is oh, that something yeah. that you yeah, see yeah, often it's just, or it's um uh, it does happen. It's just weird. Um and it the only reason it's weird is because um you know how how family gets right like sure yeah well that that's that's kind of what i was prodding at yeah. right so yeah 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 so um like um like i was saying uh in mexico people are, are in general a little bit more educated than they are here in the united states mm-hmm. so uh finding somebody that's at your level might be a little more difficult right sure but you know there's there's somebody for everybody um there are uneducated people here in um that came from Mexico that end up, you know, they're like become plumbers, they become electricians. They actually, you know, they teach themselves the basics, but, uh, and even though they're obviously very smart to, for you to teach yourself elect, you know, electrical work on the job or whatever. Sure. Um, they just have this like communication barrier because mm-hmm. their English is not so well, uh, good. Their Spanish is not so good because they never went to school. You know, mm-hmm. they, they just say things weird, funny in the wrong ways. 
and uh and so then you end up having like the families are like why are you with this like guy who's never going to be anything mm-hmm. you know and i'm just like i i just saw a sign today that said uh hiring journeyman electricians 41 dollars an hour to 55 dollars an hour and i'm just like that guy probably is going to make more money than some college educated people yeah absolutely right. you know? for, sure. for sure and uh Jinx. <laughs> and so you you see a lot of that on both sides right like you uh then you also have like the mexican families that uh the ones who are able to travel to the united states or move here you know get their visas you know be legal or whatever uh, are uh, uh severely educated there's an area here uh called the dominion and mm-hmm. uh people hate it because there will be three four million dollar houses that people live in maybe one week a year to oh oh and that entire neighborhood the entire neighborhood is mexican huh so um you have like i said the reverse right you have some really highly educated high station mexicans sure look down on mexican americans who don't have any education right and it's not their fault again we were talking about how they get put in these like hard situations and then you know they can't they can't succeed and then yeah. you have these other, like uh rich people who went to um i went to a, a rich school that's you know part of the basis for my my um higher than average knowledge it was mm-hmm. $5000 a semester in the 90s oh like, okay yeah yeah. Oh, sure. yeah 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 so i mean like $5000 a semester right now is already more than people can afford sure but we're talking about in the 90s i mean just like think of the inflation you know for sure yeah absolutely and, well i uh, didn't go to that good of a school so i can't do the math <laughs> <laughs> you gotta Yay. help me out That's That's awesome. cool. That's awesome. Woo. but uh it, it just happens to be an american school it's it's called the the american school and it's actually the first school of its type it was founded in 1888 by uh american um settlers that moved down into mexico huh and so uh they were they asked for permission to educate their kids the way they would in the United States and the Mexican government allowed it, mm-hmm. but somewhere around 1918, 1920 mm-hmm. during the revolution, uh, they were like, Nope, now you got to educate the, like the Mexican program. Right? Hmm. And so they created like what's called the secretariat of education. And then that actually defined what the Mexican schools needed to teach. And so we ended up learning both. So we did uh-huh. the Mexican program and the American program at the same time. And so when I graduated, I have a diploma from both. That's dope. So of course that, I mean, that's obviously a lot harder than the one program or the other. You know? Sure. Uh, imaginably. Yeah. So yeah. It, um, anyway, it, it was the first of its kind. And now there's like thousands of them around the world. They're called the American school. And then it'll be like the American in school of such place or whatever sure and uh they kind of they loosely follow each other Mm. uh and but they're they do that requirement everywhere it's the american program plus whatever uh state country or you know area that you live in interesting yeah and it's uh you just rattled all of that fucking information off by the way um i don't know like i can't (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, it's just it's just i mean like you drop dates it was just, i don't know man i mean like i know we always talk about how smart you are but also you're very intelligent and it's like it's worth noting because like right. I, I cannot like i can't even talk about my own life like that <laughs> things that i experienced personally <laughs> much less something from hundreds of years ago right so jesus christ man yeah well i mean every day we went to school we had to you know learn about sure the history of our own school i mean that's in mexico history is huge right right um, and uh it's it's kind of sad because uh the average mexican knows the history of how we got screwed over mm. but we can't do anything about it because we don't have the power to do so right sure uh whereas um in other countries people don't know anything about their history and they get screwed over over and over in the same way yep because the, not because they don't have the power to do something, but because they, they don't, don't know. know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, um, it's just, it's just funny. Like, I mean, in essence, you're just going to get screwed over anyway, but, um, but yeah, me- uh, history is huge in Mexico and that's something that they push. Uh, like Mexican history is actually a four year course. Oh, wow. Okay. Holy uh, shit. Then again, Mexican history is insane. Sure. It's been war after battle after war. After yeah. Battle. Yeah, with so. everyone, literally. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hot yeah, dicks. It's a, it's a four-year course, so um, we make sure that we, we go into depth about everything. We also take world history, so we need to learn about Greece and Rome. and Sure. You know, uh, we do England. We do United States. Um, yep. Then we do just general stuff, like major events, you know. Like most people that I talk to from outside of the United States know more about the United States than 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 <laughs> I learned in school. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's kind of how I've how I figured it as well. So what's a good fact? Tell the people now. Oh man, oh, just a fact. Holy sure, <laughs> that you feel like we're not getting taught in American schools. Oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. yeah. What's yeah. something you remember that, so that, we, that we, we don't know? We all remember General Santa Ana, right? Of sure. course, Battle of the Alamo. So General yeah. Santa Ana, he was an idiot. He was an idiot. He had, <laughs> um, a lot of people don't believe this, but at that time, Mexico had the world's best military, like mm-hmm. absolutely bar none, the best military, right? And so he took the world's best military to fight against some a hodgepodge group of people, right? Yep. Davy Crockett. I don't know if you, you've ever walked in South Texas, but like, when it rains, the mud turns to clay. Mm-hmm. Like not not mud, it's clay. It's like, it'll grab you, it'll pull your boots, your shoes, whatever you're wearing, might even take your socks off, right? Because it is clay, right? The ground yes. there is, is mostly clay, yeah, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's 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 terrible, right? And so he marched his soldiers three days from Monterrey to San Antonio in the clay, dragging cannons, dragging their horses. You can't ride a horse in that clay, right? So you have sure. to drag your horse, right? dragging their cannons, dragging their supply wagons, dragging whatever they could, right? And uh, three days, they set up shop. And Santana was like, oh, no, 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 no. What are you doing? Why are you resting? And they're like, we just walked three days in the mud. He was like, no, let's just get it over with so we can start heading back home. So he ordered them to fight. Nice. Yeah. Now, whenever... I don't care who it is, but if you just walk three days in the mud and then you have to fight immediately, like yeah, you're getting your ass beat. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so in the end, um, the Mexican military ended up winning, but it was like 
you know, took a lot of losses. Sure. They were able to defend. They were able to get, um, uh, there was, um, uh, I forget his name, but he was the, the first mayor of San Antonio. He okay. was nine at the time and he ended up, they got him out through a tunnel, uh-huh. uh, under like through a well, they like, they stuck him in and they gave him a letter and they said, you just go East until you find an American soldier and give them this letter. And then that letter actually was the summon for like the generals in the area to bring reinforcements. Holy shit. And so, um, so he was able to get out and get this letter and get the American reinforcements and the Hold American up. military came back. I have a question. Was he mayor at nine no, or no, no. did later down <laughs> the road? He was going to he be became, <laughs> Okay. He I was just making sure. Because like, that's like a great like. Uh, Prestigious childs, my goodness. Yeah, I was like, there's like, ah, we're going to make yeah. this kid mayor for he's oh, nine. He was like he's a like, goat mayor. So, he he, he, yeah, he people are wild. Right. So like when he was campaigning, he was like, yeah. hey, I was that nine year old who found the soldiers. So he, he was he was the last one left. Right. And so he voted for himself. And then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So he won. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. By a landslide. <laughs> By mudslide yeah. even. <laughs> mm, clay slide. So thank you. Oh, yeah. That's right. Something that they don't teach is that um, they're like the the Alamo would not have happened if we didn't have a terrible leader. Sure. You know, uh, the Alibo would have been a massacre. Yeah. I mean, there was still a lot of massacre. Happening, it, it was. But yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, I want to say, like, only like 80 people made it out of there. Yeah. It was a fucking bloodbath, man. Yeah. Like, no, no one was having a good day. <laughs> yeah. But it would, I would, like, everybody, everybody would have been slaughtered. There sure. would have been no escapees. Would, like, uh, yeah. Mexico would have taken Texas back. Yeah. Yep. So. No come and take it bullshit. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Oh, do you do you know the story of that? That is also <laughs> we had to learn about that. We will have you back for more lessons on history because I feel like there's gonna be there's gonna be more yeah. to be said. Um, is there anything that we did not touch on that you would like to touch on for your you know what we discussed today? Is there is there anything that we that we left out that you wanted to squeak into this episode? Uh, nothing I can think of right now. All right. Any other questions that we got for Esco, everyone? No, I think Astrid answered. All right. Fair enough. I feel, I feel like mayor. I got think it. we're, yeah, we got the nine-year-old mayor sorted. Yeah. yeah I, I think definitely grounds for a round two in the near future. Yes, for sure. For sure. It's a pleasure having you here, Esco. You are, you are fun to chat with. Well, thank you. Yeah, I know a couple of my good friends that listen to this show are really going to enjoy this episode for, uh, you know, reasons they'll be able to relate to a lot of this. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, if they're if they're actually Mexican Americans, uh, let's stop yeah. the war. Let's let's unite. All right, and, lads, and you heard him. Here. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Hot dicks. All right, Escal. Well, uh, is there anything you would like to you would like to plug? Um. No. I. I mean, I mod for for a wonderful streamer, but uh, I'm sure that streamer will be able to plug themselves. <laughs> that is probably true <laughs> wonderful streamer would you like to plug oh thank you Esco. i appreciate you yes um i am celestia stream on twitch every monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and sunday every day of that is skymark except for mondays you can also find me on twitter or instagram at celestia with an extra a at the end and uh yeah I think that's hot it. dicks perfect 
Uh, Slurptorp, what you got, man? Oh, yeah, it's a boy. Drink. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. I was a professional. I uh, slurped it right down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's your boy Slurptorp. I obviously have some other podcasts. Thank Buffer Cast Cars. That exhaustive look at the Fast and Furious film franchise. Uh, and also, I'm on the Kesselton. Say, uh, you know, we help people perfect their podcast passion projects. Hot dicks. Perfect. Some uh, of these people and- have been on some of those shows. Escal, uh, if you want to come on, hit your boy up. Uh, some of these people are going to come back on these shows. It'll be yeah, different types. I'm going to have to think of an actual a good podcast first. So Hell yeah. Perfect. Or think of uh, a bad one. It will. Be, and, honestly, and a bad one will that. probably do better. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cool. Uh, I'm Professor Turtle Pig. You can find me at Turtle Pig Productions on Twitch and on Patreon, which is now a home for both safe for work and not safe for work stuff. So definitely check that shit out. Patreon.com slash Turtle Pig Productions. I stream three nights a week, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. All right. That's my shit. So thank you so much, everyone. Oh, yeah. Also, check out the merch. Uh, Zalesia and I uh, run a merch shop together. You can check that out at designbyhumans.com slash shop slash shop slash tater pig shop um we got a lot of cool stuff on there uh we just recently switched over to a new season um we have new designs that come through every single season and it's a hoot and a holler and it's a lot of fun to design so um actually both of us are wearing some some merch right now zell and i are both wearing some of our oh. merch is that the angry bee it, i am wearing the angry bee yes i am angry wearing the angry bee, bee is so cute one of my favorites yeah so cool well i think that does it everyone so esco again wonderful having you here and uh fucking cheers Cheers. Cheers. Hot dicks. You are the weakest clink. Goodbye.